Welcome. Thank you for joining Discipleship Conditioning. Kind of sounded like uh, a Moana there for a minute. Uh, prayers requested via prayer at erratphysiology.com. As always, if you have prayers, send them in. Uh, family and I would love to pray for you. We have some uh, interesting things to talk about today. And uh, first, I'd like to start with all the supporters. I'd like to thank you for the kindness that you've shown. Uh, I'm humbled by that. I actually keep a note in my phone uh, on my notepad of all the kindness that people have shown above and beyond what is normal, what is truly genuine over the years. Um, I suffer from depression. I don't take medication for it. Um, I've taken SSRIs in the past, and I used to tell the doctor it's about a 30% bump. Um, not enough for me to continue. Uh, especially with any medication you take, there's going to be some sort of side effects, and the side effects weren't worth it for me. I then took an SNRI, and uh, side effects were awful in that. Uh, had night sweats like I was sick every night, and so I quickly uh, went off of that. Uh, did therapy for 10 to 15 years. And that certainly helped more than uh, medication did, but... Uh, What's helped most is the genesis of this show, and it's the Bible. The Bible and my relationship with God has helped more than any man-made prescription could, uh, any man-made experience could. And so above and beyond uh, everything that we do here, we want to direct you back to the Bible. We're not going to be able to say it better than the Bible does. And so if you're relying exclusively on this show, please don't. Please make sure that this is a supplement to filling of your cup, and that filling of your cup should come through prayer. It should come through um, time and Bible study, and this could be considered part of your wise counsel, especially if you reach out and form a relationship with us. Um, but it is, as I always state at the end of the show, it is the third most important thing. But I do save those uh, support messages that go above and beyond, you know, way above and beyond of our typical nuances of life where we say, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, uh, how often do you hear somebody say, how you doing? Oh, I'm tragic, awful, not good at all. Um, you don't hear that very often, but it leads to genuine conversation. And so it's, it's pretty easy for me to decipher between what is genuine and what is not genuine. And uh, I appreciate the messages that I've received. I feel incredibly spoiled over the last couple weeks. Uh, I, I, I joked with my wife, Amanda, and said, I, I think we need to spread these compliments up over time because there's going to be a dry period where they're not coming and, and things feel difficult. And perhaps this is maybe a beginning period into that. Unfortunately, we do have our first criticism of the podcast and what we're doing at Ararat Physiology. But it's a good opportunity for us to remind everyone that we're not counselors, we're not therapists, we're not doctors, we're not lawyers, we're not attorneys. At most, uh, I'm a strength and conditioning coach, a son of God, and my wife is a daughter of God. We have lots of academic training, but none of that training has led to the profession of any of the previously stated. But like you, we are humans with a unique experience. 
And if our experience is similar to the experience that you have, we want to help you. We want to do the right thing. We use the Bible as our lens to do that because as we always state that every facet of our lives is impacted by that. Uh, But there will be criticism that comes out uh, thinking that we are stepping outside of our scope and uh, we're not. Uh, We're just here to support. We're here for help. And so please remember that. And, um, you know, every profession that I mentioned previously has its place. And if you feel that you need uh, help in one of those areas, uh, we would be happy to direct you to some uh, professional in that field that we know. Um, We hope that you are leaning on us for wise counsel and for help through life. Life is challenging. And again, if we've had an experience that you are going through, we would love to help you through that experience. Nothing more, nothing less. So when I read the first criticism just a few days ago that we had, um, as I am often tempted to do, or defaulted to do, I should probably say, uh, it, it got me down. It got me down. Um, but I, I oftentimes bring humor into things, and um, I've done a number of different accents and voiceovers over my life, um, just for fun. Nothing professional, just just for fun. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Nacho Libre, and all sorts of different things. And uh, there's a line from Nacho Libre that after I kind of picked myself back up by my bootstraps, I sat there and thought. <laughs> to the person that was uh, criticizing us. You know, we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to do a good thing. And in all, the criticism, I think, was good because it led to this conversation. It led to um, things uh, that we'll do a little bit differently. Uh, the disclaimer that I've just put in of who we are and who we are not. Um, so I think in all, it's a, it's a good thing. But uh, as I often do, is I kind of bring myself out with humor and I'm kind of stuck on this Nacho Libre voice. Uh, I started thinking about uh, a song. Uh, I, I don't remember when the song was written, 70s or 80s, um, but you probably remember it. It's uh, it's called Take It Easy by the Eagles. And I thought to myself, I wonder what that would sound like if Nacho Libre sang that. And in my head for the next like two days, I couldn't get out of my head we may lose or we may win, though we will never be here again. So open up, I'm climbing in. So takarese. <laughs> uh, that's been in my head for two days. I thought that was kind of funny. But anyways, um, on to good and better things and uh, keep moving forward. Uh, one of the things I realize is that the devil attacks me trying to interrupt my consistency. And one of the keys to success uh, through the Lord's eyes is that we are consistent in doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so even if the devil can't trick me into um, converting out of Christianity, he can trick me into being a little less consistent. Truth be told, I record these in the morning, early in the a.m., except for one night I did record at night. And I may go back to doing that. I felt like episode two I recorded at night the night prior. And if you go back and listen to that, you can figure out a few things that I said that kind of hinted that I was recording it at night. 
uh, the night prior and not that next morning. But um, I think I sounded a little bit better then, but uh, I'll let you be the judge. Uh, if I sound the same, then uh, I'll keep recording in the morning. I, I like to have the accountability of needing to get up and get this recorded before we start our lives. Wife and I both have full-time jobs outside of this. We have a daughter, daughter on the way. We're plenty busy. And so if I don't get up early, this doesn't happen. There's too many things going on throughout the day. Um, as I sit here right now, it's 5.30 in the morning. And I've got a half hour to wrap this up. If I'm not done by 6 a.m., the rest of the day is delayed. And I'm not off to the start that I should be. So we're going to remain consistent. We're going to remain in the moment. I'm not looking to record episodes ahead of schedule, ahead of time. Uh, I want them to be dated appropriately and be current with what's going on in our lives. So today is March 3rd, 2023. Uh, and a little bit of news that I'd like to share as well that I may have shared last episode probably did because I'm so excited about it, but uh, I've been accepted to Liberty University and uh, I'm going to do a graduate certificate that concentrates on Hebrew and Greek, specifically to the Bible. And so over the next year or so, I'm going to be learning Hebrew and I'm going to be learning Greek, wish me luck, um, to better understand uh, the Bible in its original language. And hopefully, God willing, um, I'm supported in going on to a PhD after that. So I'm looking to enter after this uh, biblical certificate, this graduate certificate, I'm looking to enter a PhD program in uh, biblical exposition. And uh, I've said on the first few episodes that uh, we're not Bible scholars. Well, hopefully one day we will be and uh, we can uh, better serve you uh, through the knowledge that we've gained. Every piece of education I've ever received in my life, uh, oddly enough, based on who I am and how I'm wired, has never been for a job. I remember in my bachelor's degree, people saying, what are you going to do when you grow up? And for one, that was weird because I was 27. I'd taken 10 years off practically since high school. Um, but two, I, I never really had a good answer for that. Uh, I couldn't answer with personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, professor, uh, physical therapist. I couldn't answer with any of that because... I wasn't 100% sure, but I was so in awe of the human body and how intricate it was. And as I would learn later on, uh, there are so many things in the human body with anatomy and physiology that point to a creator. Uh, there, there's no way that this could have happened by accident. And there's evidence out there to support that. And if you're interested, reach out and email hello at erroratphysiology.com. I'd be happy to point you in the direction of, of some books and some literature that, uh, that shows that. Um, but every degree that I've received has been basically selfishness. It has been me wanting to know more about the body, wanting to know more about business, wanting to know more about education, and now wanting to know more about the Bible. And so we'll keep progressing forward on that and uh, excited for it. Appreciate your support in that endeavor. Uh, it's certainly another thing added to the plate, but uh, uh, if we're consistent and we manage our time, we can handle it. So our mission, we're here to serve men who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. I mention all the time, I don't expect this podcast to be limited to just men, but uh, as a man, I'm going to speak best to that. How do I do it? 
through anecdotal experiences in Scholastic Truth of the Bible, we teach how God's Word impacts every facet of our lives. And why do I do it? It's because we're faced with a problem of societal influence outweighing biblical influence. And this leads, uh, we believe, to the succumbing of evil tactics intended to destroy us. The devil is very much at play. The devil's very much at home here on earth. And uh, we have to do the best we can to doggy paddle our way out of it um, and avoid these evil tactics that are intended to destroy us. We're going to talk again today, as we did last week, about this not being our home. And uh, I hope that we can receive hope in that. We can receive peace in that. So all that to say that we aim to serve brothers and sisters with authenticity, with vulnerability, through our calling and ministry as teachers. Ephesians 4.11 talks about the five spiritual gifts given uh, pertaining to growing the church, and without a doubt, we are teachers. Um, there's some tests that you can take over there. I think it's I think they're called APEST tests, which stands for Apostles, Prophets, Evangelists, Shepherds, uh, also known as Pastors and Teachers. And uh, my wife and I have both taken that. We both scored high in the areas of teacher and pastors. Uh, she actually scored higher than me and, and definitely pastor. I think teacher as well. But uh, interesting test to kind of give you an idea of, of which of those five you're called to do um, based, on, based on your answers, your authentic answers. As we've said numerous times, we do not edit this. Uh, that is intentional. We uh, want to be authentic. We want to be vulnerable. I want to make mistakes, and hopefully we all enjoy those mistakes. I, I just tried to talk like Nacho Libre like a few minutes ago, so there's a mistake that I should probably edit out, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger will appear on the show at some point in time. Uh, Harry Carey was another one that's kind of fun to do. So our sponsor is us. We are self-sponsored. We do that intentionally in a similar reason to why we are authentic, vulnerable, and we do not edit. Uh, it's because we believe that people value a website that they can be directed to, to purchase products more than an interjection of an ad that may or may not be relevant. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I mentioned in episode one that uh, we're going to see how this goes, and uh, so far, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not proving to be true, uh, with what we're seeing as far as direction and activity on the website, um, and that's humbling. That's humbling. But as I said in the beginning, we are going to give this a year at minimum to see what fruit it yields, and so far I think it's yielded quite a bit of fruit. Um, that fruit, unfortunately, however, has not uh, yielded in a monetary fashion whatsoever. And I think that's fine. I think part of my growth over this time is is devaluizing money and reducing my idolship of money. As many of us do, I get far too caught up in the monthly expenses, the retirement down the road, and those sorts of things. And it doesn't take long before I find myself focusing on the wrong things, focusing on a number that needs to be acquired. And I start thinking of, we need this many people directed to the website. So we need to increase this by this percent. We need this much on social media. We need this much because this will equal this. And that is, that's a distraction. That's the devil distracting me. 
He knows that I have to live my life with money and uh, there's no getting away from it. Just like food, you have to live your life with food. You know, with alcoholism or pornography, you can you can eliminate that from your life. With food, with water, with uh, shelter, with um, all the things that are essential to us, you can't you cannot eliminate it. You have to cope with it. And money has kind of become uh, one of those necessary evils. Food, shelter, water, all good for the most part. Um, certainly, we can develop some bad habits with food, but uh, uh, money is the one that impacts me mainly. And so I, when I recognize it, I kind of chuckle and I say, all right, good work. The father of lies is at it again. And it turns out he's pretty good at lies. He's pretty good at deceit. He's pretty good at distraction. And uh, he distracted me, but I realize it now. And uh, I'm going to shift gears down, go from fifth gear down to probably second gear and be more present and focused on being genuine and helping people and not being flustered when what I think should occur does or does not occur. At Error at Physiology, we write blog-style articles. Uh, I think I'm going to navigate away from uh, extra blogs and vlogs. This podcast is proving to be enough. Um, but the, the blog-style articles will basically be transcripts and show notes from each of these episodes at minimum. I may occasionally write an additional article. I've written some in the past that I've carried over. Um, but I think I'm going to at least right now stay away from vlogs because I have so much on my plate. Nonfiction books, that's one of the things I have on my plate. I'm writing one right now. Uh, if you'd like to make a donation to a book idea, go to erratphysiology.com slash books. We offer strength and conditioning program designs. This is what we really hope and pray takes off like wildfire. We have, I think, 10 or 12 programs that are ready to go. I'm in the process of reaching out to interested parties, athletic directors, coaches all over the country uh, to try and generate some interest there. If you know anybody uh, that would be interested in that, uh, it, it is mainly tailored towards team sports. However, we have an interval training, we have a powerlifting, we have a bodybuilding, so it can be tailored to the individual as well. I think seven of our programs are team-based and three are individual sports. Excuse me. Uh, anatomy and physiology-based courses is another section of our error at physiology.com that we have. And uh, that is something that I'm lagging on. I do have a few courses uh, put up, but that's going to blow up. Uh, that's going to, a lot of time is going to be spent into that over the coming year and making that as robust as possible. Faith-based podcast is what you're listening to. Um, discipleship conditioning is what we call it. We also offer discipleship conditioning, which is also going to run as sort of a course, a coaching course, but it's going to be live. So rather than having videos available for somebody to go through, uh, as stated previously, we're going to have coaching that is live. Right now we are undergoing a 12-week process. And so if you sign up for discipleship conditioning, uh, it's a 12, uh, 12-week process with us that we take you through. Uh, the Bible. We take you through books that have been beneficial to us. We take you through life and we help you get to the other side, whatever your goal is. In a sense, it's life coaching. Summer camp. This is unique to those local to us. Mentioned it before. You can go online to find more information, uh, but we're going to do a summer camp in Greenleaf, Idaho for kids ages 5 to 18. We are reaching out to 
uh, schools all across the valley and trying to spread things on social media. Uh, so again, uh, you can help us in that regard. If you want more information, the website is available and also our emails have been stated numerous times. Let's get into what matters. That is the Bible. Today I've selected 1 Peter 2 verses 1 through 8. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men in the sight of God chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Again, that's 1 Peter 2 verses 1 through 8. That is the translation of the ESV, which is what I spend most of my Bible study in. Uh, it is the version that speaks most loudly to me. Um, it is also one of the most literal translations, which is why I appreciate it. And because I'm wired that way, that's why I also own an interlinear Bible. If you don't know what that is, look into it. It's really interesting, especially if you're considering something that is word-for-word -word translation. And uh, that's also why I'm going to be taking Hebrew and Greek to get... Uh, as in-depth as I can. I'm a 3.4 verse per day guy, not a 3.4 chapter uh, per verse guy, or per per day guy, excuse me. That's a joke for my, for my men's group, for any of those guys that are listening. So the first part of that that I'd like to pull out is long for the pure spiritual milk. Uh, within that, that makes me think of morals. It makes me think of ethics. And a lot of times we intertwine those definitions as they partially should be, uh, but a lot of times they're defined to mean the same thing. And so I've just, I've checked a couple sources to get a bunch of different definitions and I've translated into my own words. Uh, morals, I would define as lessons or experiences leading to a standard of behavior discerning right from wrong. Ethics, I would define as a code built upon morals governing conduct between right and wrong. Uh, we long for this. If you're not a Christian, if you're an atheist, a lot of times the Christian would then ask you, why do we have right and wrong? Why do we have morals? Why do we have an ethical code of conduct? Uh, if there's no consequence for anything that we do after life, uh, in, in terms of heaven or hell, if there's no supreme being, why does it matter what we do? Why, why it, why don't we just do whatever we want to do? And in some ways, I think that you're seeing people uh, who genuinely believe that acting accordingly. There was a tragic event at the University of Idaho last year. Um, horrific event. It's someone is in custody, locked up for that. I think the trial is probably just beginning and who knows where it's at. But uh, uh, 
we have a police force that is established by our government. We need to remember that our government was established in Christianity. Our government was established in uh, church breaking off from what was being done in England at that time. And uh, I think that that's why we have what we have government-wise and that those morals and ethics have sort of descended down. And although I would say the majority of people out there are not Christians, we still have those morals and ethics that have dwindled down. And I could get into a tangent on why, uh, why I think that we have that in our society. But the point is staying close to scripture and what scripture says. And the point that I've picked out is long for pure spiritual milk. And from my own personal experience, the reason why I have the morals that I do, the reason that I have the ethics I do is because I long for pure spiritual milk. I long for what is right. I don't get super caught up in fairness. I realize that the world is not fair, um, but I do get very caught up in ethics and ethical behavior. And I do want to pay credit to my dad. Uh, my dad was instrumental in that. I would not be anywhere close to the ethical person that I am uh, had I not been raised by him. He had to do the job of two parents. When my parents divorced, it was all up to him. And he did a phenomenal job. And I thank him for that. I try to have lunch with him as often as I can. And I try to annoy him with how often I thank him for those sorts of things each time that we see each other. Second part that I've picked out is by it, you may grow up into salvation. Uh, this reminds me of confusion between prayer and journey. Uh, it also reminds me of a frustration I had at a local church a number of years ago. And uh, a dear friend of mine who's the pastor there, I, I probably owe an apology to. He was a lot more uh, mature in his faith than I was at that time. And at the time, I was, I was really lost in my head and I was frustrated. And uh, I'd heard so many people say that if you say this prayer, you'll be saved and that's it. And to a degree, I believed it. And he was really challenging me to take this journey towards salvation, a process known as sanctification. And I was like, it's just one thing after the other. Like I say this prayer, I become saved, I get baptized, I do all these things and it never stops. There's always something more. And maybe some of you can relate to that. I think that it scares a lot of people away from church. It scares a lot of people away from Christianity. Uh, but the one thing that I knew was true, ultimate truth throughout the entire thing, based on my research and based on my life experience, was the Bible. And the more I became educated in the Bible and read things, I realized that he was doing the same thing. And that it is a journey. It's a never-ending journey. And we get as close to sanctification as we possibly can. The Bible speaks to that over and over and over again. Uh, even here where it says, by it, you may grow up into salvation. So Christianity and your relationship with God is a journey, not just a prayer that can be stated. And I think that's very uh, evident and obvious when you get into the Bible. The next section for me was warm and fuzzy. Uh, a cornerstone chosen and precious. Uh, with everything that we go through as Christians here on earth, it is amazing to have that comfort that no matter what persecution, no matter what shame, no matter what 
uh, we have going on here on earth. We're not meant to be here. This is not our home. It's a temporary stay, as I said last episode. So what it makes me think of is when I do not feel as though I belong in this world, I remember that I am a cornerstone, that I am selected, that I am valuable to the creator of the universe. And earlier this episode, I was speaking to genuineness and people just saying, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And, And not being genuine a lot throughout our lives. Social media is an example of that where we significantly lack genuine nature and people have skepticism of everything we do online because we've established that habit. But I want to be genuine uh, with you. I want to be genuine with myself at the conclusion of this thought that I have that we are valuable to the creator of the universe. Do you, do you understand what that means? Like sit down and marinate on that for a minute. Sit down and marinate on that for the rest of your life. It's 100% clear that we did not come from a primordial soup Molecules didn't bash together and all of a sudden create donkeys and all sorts of creatures. It didn't happen. Survival of the fittest can explain uh, how we evolve, but it can't explain our genesis. There's a book dedicated to that in the Bible by the same name. 100% without a doubt, we come from a creator. And in Christianity, we believe that that creator loves us, that he can count every hair on our heads. And for me, every hair on my face. But that's impactful. It's impactful. So valuable. I really feel called at this moment in time to start a a discipleship group. And I don't know how that's going to look, but, uh, Reading this verse gets me a little bit emotional, and it makes me uh, makes me want to fulfill that calling even more. Uh, so again, I ask if you need prayer, reach out at prayer at erratphysiology.com. I don't know how it's going to look exactly yet, whether it's through discipleship conditioning or something else, but uh, I want to serve and I want to help, and I want to help you realize that you are valuable to the Creator of the universe. Man, that should just be the way we end this episode right there. I think I will. That's just, it's too, that's too good. It's too impactful. It's too impactful to not marinate on that. So when a decision is to be made, seek prayer, scripture, wise counsel. If you need prayer, reach out, prayer at erratphysiology.com. If you need wise counsel, reach out at hello at erratphysiology.com. And ending on that beautiful note, let's officially conclude with the Lord's Prayer, which is taken out of Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. Uh, Before I start it, I will mention that I have stumbled on this. I grew up in the New King James Version. And there wasn't much about the Bible that I knew, but it was this Lord's Prayer. And as many of you have probably already noticed, they've exchanged some words. Instead of transgressions, they say debtors or debt. Instead of uh, transgressors, they say debtors. And I find myself, after all these years, still getting hung up on those. So bear with me. Um, But I am sticking to the ESV translation 
uh, right now because it is what speaks most to me. I think in future shows, I might bring in the interlinear Bible just to show show you what it looks like. Uh, But let's conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.